Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Everybody and welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Kurtz here, joined always by Cam Stewart. We are here every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Time, giving you everything you need to know about baseball, football, hockey, basketball, curling. You know, maybe African yeah, soccer. Cur- I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you uh, some curling picks, George. I, I, I follow. I have no, uh, I have no doubt you would, very Cam. well. <laughs> I have Actually, no, no doubt that you would. Yeah, birthday months. Yeah, yeah. we're going to party for a month. Hey, hey, Engel, like I could barely get through a weekend, let alone a month uh, with my girlfriend. Hey, let's go party for a month. Hey, hey, baby, uh, you know, there's not enough hours in the day. Got to make money. But I will tell you this, uh, George, I know a curling family, uh, one of, probably one of the best uh, curlers in North America. When I spend my uh, days in the Arctic up in Yellowknife Northwest Territories, that's basically all you do. Like uh, as a reporter there, you, you cover basically yourself in hockey and curling. There's nothing else. And maybe, maybe a little bit of baseball in the, in the summer months. Maybe I should say summer weeks because it's only like hot for a few about four weeks there, and then it's dark all the time in the winter and minus forty. It's not, but anyway, yeah, I know curling really well. So if you need some tips for uh, curling, I'm your guy. I actually bet curling. You ask me what I don't, uh, what I don't bet like game European handball and uh, that sport that they play on sand using a skull as a ball. I don't even know what it's called. Some like Saudi Arabian <laughs> polo, but uh, yeah, I bet curling. <laughs> Sport played on sand using a skull and the ball. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, you could ask. You could ask uh, Marenzi. I think he's coming on a little bit later. It's a real busy day. Uh, Kurtz uh, coming up to this uh, NCAA uh, tournament. The conference playoffs are on. Uh, I know a lot of games going on in your backyard. Uh, they're going to have the tournaments in uh, Manhattan too. So uh, it's going to be. It, it should be a lot of fun there. So a really heavy NCAA. I mean, I made my first uh, baseball bet today too. Uh, looking at the lineup, Bryce Harper hitting third for the Phillies today. I got it at 30 cents. I think the line is up to a buck 45. So, uh, yeah, I took a shot with the with baseball. I know we're a couple weeks away from regular season, George, but I looked at Philly's lineup and say, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger on our small play with Philadelphia over Toronto today. Yeah, now, uh, it's funny. Uh, while, uh, while we're complaining about uh, birthday months and everything else that's going on here and curling and sports with skulls in the sand, uh, you know, my wife just left and she just left to, uh, my wife has beautiful long hair. I mean, that's past her waist, beautiful long hair. And she's getting it cut today. And this, this is not going to go well for me. This is not gonna, going to go well at all because I know it's going to be very short. She donates the hair that she got so good for her. Bad for wigs? Yeah, you are. Uh, for wigs? Yeah. She's done, done that for uh, for years. Uh, actually, probably decades now that I think about it. But uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried, Cam. I'm worried what this is going to come back and look like. She was talking about a pixie or a bob, or I don't even know what these things mean. But uh, this is just, 
Not yeah. Uh oh. Thanks, Cam. Thanks for leaving the tension in my life right about now. And uh, so this is what I have to worry about for the next couple of hours till she returns home. Uh, thank God I'm going out today with friends. So uh, uh, good for me. And it's funny. I'll, this my um. I, I hang out with these friends about once a month. Uh, always on generally on a Saturday, and they are pretty much non-sports guys. One guy likes sports a little, but they're non-sports guys. And the one guy who's totally non-sports doesn't care about any sports. He. Uh, he told me today if, that if I didn't play any DFS lineups, or if I didn't uh, gamble, uh, you know, if I didn't put any money on any games, uh, I could. He, they'll buy whenever we order food. I can get whatever I want. He put a, whatever. I mean, I can order whatever I want here. It's not that he's worried about my gambling. He just doesn't want me paying attention to the phone all, all day. You know, we're looking at the games and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. I'm thinking, Cam, and we're not going to be hitting steak. Not I can get the biggest prime rib on the planet or anything like that, or a nice fillet. There'll probably be some kind of Italian food here. But I'm wondering if I should take him up on this. I would. I would definitely do it for, 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 for a good meal, George. And you know what the best best thing about uh, the board is? You could put in your DFS plays. We could bet a little baseball today. Hell, I know Gabe's coming on. We'll, uh, probably I'll give you a couple college picks. But uh, you know what? Just sit back, enjoy the day like a regular human being, and uh, you can always check the scores later and get a good meal out of it. Now, without, when I'm with my friends, they don't, even, they don't even give me that offer. They're basically saying, you know what I mean? When I'm looking at my stuff, like I'll step out, not even to have a smoke because I quit smoking, but to put lineups in or to check scores or to double down or if a parlay looks good, you know, to hedge out of it. So they, they get it. They don't even they don't even offer uh, the deal anymore. They know I'm just going to be gone for a while, and that's just the life we lead, buddy. It is. Speaking of the life we lead here, all right, I hate to start the show with this. I do, but uh, I, I got to get it out of the way. Antonio Brown, all right, almost got traded. Yeah. May, depends on who you believe. Almost got traded to Buffalo. Maybe it wasn't close to happening. Maybe it did happen, and Brown said, <laughs> and no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. It's not not, not happening. not going there. Uh, but almost got traded to Buffalo. Now, apparently, maybe the trade happens by the end of the weekend now. It seems like Oakland could be the destination here. What are your thoughts? Is, is Brown screwing himself here? Is he going to end up playing in Pittsburgh? Yeah. He's going to keep saying no, 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 and I want a new guaranteed contract. Uh, I still have my beliefs that he might end up back in Pittsburgh because he wants too much and no team's going to take this on. i got to be honest with you, and you look at Buffalo and you can think, oh, yeah, there's worse destinations out there, really. Well, Antonio Brown basically, you know, he comes out and he says, oh, you know, how's life in San Francisco? Well, maybe the Niners don't want you. We already talked to John Lynch is basically a real hard-ass guy. We talked about it on Red Heat and Rage. Totally Antonio Brown with the way he is and the rants and the never, never-ending never crap, that's probably a guy you don't want to deal with for, you know, he's 30-year-old receiver now. I know the production's still good, but, yeah, he just keeps, he keeps on burying himself. And, George, we talk about this all the time. His, his hatred, disdain, and all this for, for Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers, and, and his legacy there, which was a good one. When you're a six-round pick from Central Michigan, i got to give him a lot of credit. He helped himself, but Ben, being an ass, who cares? He helped Antonio Brown, too. They had a great chemistry. Larry Fitzgerald talked about, hell, see the quarterbacks that are throwing me the ball? Some of these guys aren't even in the league anymore. They're horrible. So he actually got lucky to have Big Ben. Might not be the nicest guy in the world, but hell, he's a tough quarterback, and he's a good quarterback. There's very few options for Brown now. The Raiders seem to make sense because they're team heading into Vegas but how many years does Brown have left probably you know two or three I'm thinking but uh in Buffalo you have a good young quarterback there I don't think the pressure would have been great who's your best receiver other than that Zay Jones like the thing about Antonio Brown is he and he had that interview before oh I don't want to play you know I don't need football I got money I got this well 
it's getting really annoying. Then, then if you don't need football, then just retire. Then if you don't want to go go to teams that actually want to go for you, I think Buffalo was trying to work, work out a deal. Uh, it wasn't good for both sides there. And Buffalo is basically saying, you guys saying fake news. If I'm a GM of Buffalo, it's like get bent, buddy. Like you know what? Somebody else. We'll figure it out. We'll go draft a receiver, and you do what you do. Yeah, I thought the story was going to end by Friday, buddy, but uh, it just keeps on going on and on and on. And I got to be honest with you, the Steelers got the, uh, you know, the, he's got no leverage. This team could just basically say, you know what? We're going to keep you on the team. We got no good deals. We're not going to get fleeced, and uh, you don't have to report. See ya. Here's your two point five million. Well, what's the old saying about cake and eat it too? That's what he wants right now. Yeah. He wants to go to a new team and decide what to what team that will be. You know, it looks like Buffalo probably, listen, they're all going to say facey. Oh, no, it didn't work out for both sides. I doubt that. My guess is it did work out. And then Brown said no, and that nixed the deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, so he wants to decide where he wants to go to. And then he wants a new contract on top. I mean, good, good luck, Antonio. <laughs> good luck to you. I know. I mean, it's, maybe it's, the Raiders it's pull that all because the Raiders. It, maybe the Raiders can pull it off because they need a PR move, right? I mean, after what happened last year, trading Cooper, trading Khalil Mack, pretty much trading everything that wasn't nailed down, maybe you need that PR move, especially going into Vegas. Teams like to do that. You know, when they go into a new uh, city uh, or building a new arena, they like to go in with a splash. Granted, that would be really more next offseason than this offseason, but signing Brown now would still help there. So I wonder if that, maybe they can work that out. Once again, the Raiders do have three first-round picks. No chance in hell the Steelers get four, but maybe 24-27 could be worked out. I don't know, maybe the Raiders trade them uh, the 27th pick and the Steelers give a pick back. The second, we've seen that, you know, with, uh, one round later they get the second-round pick back, whatever it might be. Maybe they can work that out and may be happy for everybody. But I, I'll ask you this again, Cam. If, and I think I've asked you this, I don't know about Brown, but certainly about other players. If you're a GM, even if you need a wide receiver, do you want to take all of this on? I mean, do you want Antonio Brown around your quarterback who's not established? Do you want to um, give him a brand new contract? And after hearing what he said on that interview, which really did him no favors, I don't need football. That doesn't make me feel any better about getting him either. No, it doesn't, George. The, the one thing that I find it interesting about Allen of the Bills was, remember when uh, when me, you, and uh, Fish Market Joe, oh yeah, Joe Gable, come on, yeah, Joe the Fish Galena, we were doing our show, and we were talking about uh, Kelvin Benjamin. I was when, during the, when we're doing the Sunday show for the live uh, games la- uh, during the season. And remember, uh, Allen went up to him and said, hey, bud, like, let's work over on some roots and some stuff before the game, you know, we'll get acclimated. He basically said, screw off. I remember after that, Allen's play actually got good. Like, he... he, he basically had a veteran receiver tell him, you know what, I'm not really going to work, and I still did well. I think he's a little bit, uh, I know he's a kid, but I think he's actually pretty good in the head and a, a lot stronger than people think that he is. Um, I think I think Buffalo would have been a good a, a good fit for Brown. He could have got in the fans' uh, good books by, you know, going out there and trying, but this guy just doesn't seem to give a crap. And, uh, we talk about, like, Seattle hasn't been mentioned in the mix. I, and you disagreed with Warren Moon when he was on Gabe's show, and I, I kind of think the same thing. Like, they always have problems with the receivers. Lockett's the, the only real deep, deep threat. Baldwin's hurt all the time, more of a possession guy. I think it would be a great fit there. And, uh, you know, you have Pete Carroll. He likes reclamation projects. He can kind of handle these guys. He's held. We, we drafted Bruce Irvin, who was a uh, big, big head case when he came out of West Virginia in the first round as a pass rusher. And uh, you know what? He played well in Seattle for, for a couple years during the, their good seasons when they won the Super Bowl. So, um, I, I don't know, buddy. I just don't know what teams want him now. The maybe maybe the the Redskins like look they made the move with Denver with Case Keenum. They're, he could help a team. I just I, I just don't know what to do. Like I don't think he's like 
a bad, bad dude. Like, I don't think he's like a bad person per se. He just talks a lot and he just chirps, chirps, chirps. And after a while, it's kind of like, oh my God, like, can't this guy just shut up and catch balls? But, you know, they keep on talking about these teams. Who are these teams? I know a lot of teams are out, but who's in? They talk Tennessee, Oakland, Washington. Like, we don't hear, it's just reports say various teams are interested, but those were the teams that were mentioned a while ago, George. It almost seems like nobody's interested. You know? No, I'm here. Yeah, so here's my... I never left this time. So that's my take on Brown. But I, I, I lost Cam no, real quick. That's what I, I have no qualms about saying, away. you know, like, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if these teams these teams are interested. After, after the interview and the talking and fake news, it's like, dude... You're 30 years old. You're 30 years old. Like, what do you want to do? Like, I, and the thing is, who's better? Name out, Nate, how many quarterbacks can throw actually better than Ben Roethlisberger to him and have the chemistry? I know Juju Smith-Schuster's the man now, George. But before, like, I can't, I can look at these new quarterbacks in the league and Big Ben's at least established, you know what I mean? So it might not go very well at the other. I think a lot of teams are just saying, you know what, we'll take our chances in the draft. Thanks. I mean, it's tough because, like I said, I would want to be real careful about bringing this man on into my locker room. I understand he's a great player. Uh, he's you know, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the game. I understand that. But, uh, I mean, you bring him into a locker room, he could easily be a cancer. I mean, he did pretty much not show up for Week 17 in what was essentially a playoff game for the Steelers. That's not going to bode well, not only yeah. the Steelers locker room, but any other player as well is going to think the same thing. I said, this is not all his fault. Not showing up, that's his fault. I don't care what your problems are with the team. You can't yep. do that. But, you know, that's going to be an issue here. Now he wants a new contract, so that's going to screw up your cap. It's going to be a, you know, a big deal to get him in there. You have to assume he's going to play well with the area court. He can't play well with Ben. And regardless of what we all think about Ben, I think he's an ass. That's, he's a whole that's what I say, too. Like, who's better? Like, you look at right now, okay? Juju Smith-Schuster's a kid. He comes, he comes into the league, and look at the chemistry that he has with Ben Roth- Roethlisberger. We say what we want. I don't agree with the radio shows. I don't agree with throwing teammates and, and guys uh, under the bus. That's wrong, but call it out for what it is. He's one of the, like, when you look at quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger's one of the best in the league for durability, for longevity, for talent. He knows that he, ma- he makes all the throws. You can say what you want. Yeah, it's like what situation is going to be even easier? You you want San Francisco? Jimmy Garoppolo is still unproven. You won games against teams that were basically out of the playoffs or didn't really give a crap, and then you got hurt, and you're in San Francisco. Tennessee, what about Marcus Mariota? You know, he's the ju- jury's on him. He's he's hanging on to a starting job in the National Football League, and now Case Keenum, what is he on? It's like third team in four years. So, you know, be careful what you wish for there. Like, I, I know that, that it's a shame that the relationships with the, with the Steelers is broken, George, because it's actually the best situation for him. Juju Smith-Schuster could be the man, and you could be there too and still put up the numbers, but that, that ship has sailed. Well, you said it earlier. What did Larry Fitzgerald pretty much say? The grass isn't always greener. You look at the crap yep. I've had thrown to me outside of Kurt Warner in my career. You never know what you're going to get here. And like I said, my biggest worry would be, do you want Antonio Brown Getting in your young quarterback's ear. I've been very worried about this in Buffalo. What if Josh Allen can't get him the ball, and, he, and Brown starts sulking? Oh, you, you're, you're terrible. You know, you suck. You keep throwing the ball into Lake Michigan here. You, you know, why can't deal yeah. with this anymore? You know, same thing with Garoppolo. You know, you're throwing the ball into the into the bay here. Who's he gonna? If he can't, doesn't respect Ben. And like I said, I'll say this again. I understand why he doesn't like Ben. Ben is an ass. But if he can't get along with him, who's he gonna get along with? Does he really think he's going to New England and Tom Brady? That's unlikely to happen. 
you know, what, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers? I mean, how many quarterbacks would he truly respect and not feel that he's the best player on that team? You know, I, I, say, I said this when it first came out. I think the fact that so many former teammates of his destroyed him in the media when this first started lets you know about him. Usually they all protect each other, all always protect each other. Yet former yep. teammates came out and destroyed him. That pretty much tells you all I need to know about his personality. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. And then you see these deals. They're just getting worse and worse and worse. Nothing's going to happen. And Pittsburgh's basically saying, you know, we're not giving this guy away. So what are they going to do about it? Well, I, I can tell you one thing. You know what I mean? They're going to stand pat. I have a feeling, George, maybe this guy doesn't even play football. He just sits there. Steelers do nothing, and he doesn't report. See you later. It's been a good life. Like Because he's not playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers again. That's that's fact. Like it's just that simple. And other teams aren't going to go. Hey, we're going to give you, you know, a first rounder for this guy. No, it's not. It's not happening. Like the Steelers have all the power here in this relationship. They could just like wait it out. You know, here here's your a little bit of money there, and uh, we rid you of a problem. Like we're he gone. Like you know, we don't have to worry about it anymore. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get a first rounder for him, George. I'm thinking more like uh, second, third now with the way things are going. Probably probably closer to third. It's going to be difficult. They're not going to get what they truly want in return because Brown has really destroyed that leverage uh, for them. He's just uh, he's hurt his own trade with Park. It's, it's been a whole strange situation. Brown's agent has to be like, what the hell? All right, we'll be back. We're going to talk more Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the rest of the NFL. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Weekend fantasy update. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, we are back. We just talked about some Antonio Brown and the havoc he's really causing. Uh, really, uh, for Pittsburgh, now for Buffalo, the rest of the NFL. Cam, I think you mentioned it before. A lot of teams have already said we're out. You know, I mean, there can only be three or four teams possibly left. One of them being the Raiders. I mean, the New Orleans Saints said they're out. Titans said they're out. Yeah, oh, great that they could be lying. Of course, they could be lying. What, you know, they what about think- Green Bay, George? Like you mentioned in, in the last part of your rant before we went to break, like I think Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy who obviously wields power. He doesn't really talk as much or whatever, but I think it would be kind of a mutual respect thing. It almost feels like he has to go to a place where the quarterback has a legacy, if not the same or better than his. Because I think you jump on a young guy if he's not playing well. Just just the attitude that we've seen right now. Like, it, it almost seems like you want to go to a guy, like a veteran, established guy that could say, you know, shut that. You know what I mean? Kind of basically pull a bet on it with him without pulling a bet. That's what, see, that's what seems to me. Like, uh, you know, and they, these guys got a lot of good uh, young receivers on the team, but they're worried about rocking the boat. But, you know, if you're one of those teams, I think you can only help. And uh, you don't have to offer a first. You could throw something else out there and hope they take the bait and Right now, they're going to take the bait because uh, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And they want to rid this problem, you know, uh, rid him of on Tam- Antonio Brown and want to get him out of the organization. They're going to prob- probably accept something that they don't want. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think Green Bay will do it. Hey, they got they already have an ace receiver at Devontae Adams. You know, and so yeah. what, what's up? Brown going to do? Be able, well, Schuster's kind of the guy now, right, George? So he could be a number two. Like, if, even if Adams is the number one guy, you, you get him as a number two. I know that's probably not in Brown's DNA, but he's also 30 years old. <laughs> you know, um, Juju Smith-Schuster came in there, and he got he, he got the balls, right? Here's your problem, though. You just said it, it's not in his DNA. See, what's that going to be? He's going more problems when he doesn't get the ball? No, thank you. I'm not doing that if I'm Green Bay. Green Bay needs help on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not spending $21 million. Or oh, yeah. oh, the new contract that he wants, you know, we're not $40 million guaranteed or whatever the hell it's going to be off of Antonio Brown. I don't see Green Bay doing that. I think, yes, it'd be nice, and fantasy-wise, we all love it. You know, <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers starting with Devontae Adams and Antonio Brown. They got to score 1,000 points a game. You know, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. It's, it's not in Green Bay's DNA to do things like that. And really, what's the last big, big friends and sign they had? Reggie White? Back in the 90s, you know, they, they, they generally don't make that kind of splash. Some will say Jimmy Graham, but, you know, he, we all knew he was a shell of his former self. Tail so, uh, yeah, I don't, think, uh, I don't think it'll be Green Bay. But I think you're on the right track, though. I think it has to be an established quarterback. I just do. I think he's going to run rough shot over, the, over Carr in Oakland if, if that trade ever goes down here. You know, uh, other than that, I mean, really, who could it be that has the cap room and has the need that has an established quarterback. New Orleans, it looked like at one time was interested, and for whatever reason, I'm guessing because the Steelers wanted too much, that didn't happen. You know, New Orleans doesn't, they don't have a first round pick this year, so maybe that's it. You know, they have to trade a second round pick, and we all know that that pick will be deep in the second round. It won't be, won't be nowhere near close to 30, 33. It'll probably be in New 50. England, they might not even want to deal with it. Dave, New they, England, they, remember, they said they, they won't trade with New England. New England was all in Josh Baltimore. Gordon. And Cincinnati. Yeah. They already said they won't trade with those teams. If they would trade with New England, this is why I made, uh, I think it was Mike Blue when I was really teasing him. Mike Blue, it's a Pittsburgh fan. I'm like, New England has 12 draft picks. Yeah. They have the ammunition. If I'm New England, this is what I do. All right? Listen, I'll give you my uh, the first round pick, 32nd overall, and a fifth for Brown. And then I let it, let it go public. I leak it so everybody knows it out there and see if anybody can beat yeah. that. And let, then let, let the fans really get on him. Hey, so we got to take a one and a five then. We have no choice. That's, and if I'm the wing, I'm doing that right now. Assuming you want to take on the headache in Brown. Maybe they don't. This is all a moot point anyway. But if I'm the Wingland, I'm letting it out there. Yeah, no. What about, uh, I was going to think any other team with a veteran quarterback. I was going to think the Chargers. Nah, they don't. Uh, they got Keenan Allen, Williams and Williams. Nah, it's just kind of. Well, they won't have Tyrell. Sense. He's a free agent. He's gone. Yeah, but. I still don't see it. I still don't. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I just don't feel it there either. Uh, Kansas City. Nope. They got a good thing going on. We tell. Yeah. So who are who are the teams? Seattle's got Russell Wilson. You talked about Green Bay Mm, with Aaron Rodgers potentially, but no, they usually don't make a splash. New Orleans out. That doesn't make any sense. And I I look at the other teams and the established guys. Most are most are veteran quarterbacks. Seattle would make some sense. Like I would have said, maybe even Baltimore, but now now it's Lamar Jackson. It's not Joe Flacco. Denver, no. Like it doesn't make. There, there's there, literally, I think, like if you're if you're a betting man, it's got to be the Raiders. I don't think there's that. Like it's them and everybody else. It feels like. I agree. I think I mean, maybe I, like I was thinking about I was thinking about I was thinking about Tennessee though. Like that's that's the spot for me. But you know, Mariota. Like I, I think I think Tennessee would be a, would, would be a very good fit. I think they're a team that's very close. And I would even take a chance on the Redskins. You want to talk about even if he's a cancer, Case Keenum has played on so many different teams in so many years. Why not? You know what I mean? He had a good thing going when he was with the Minnesota Vikings, fell back with uh, Denver. Now he's in Washington. they got to get weapons there. Like Josh Doxson's hurt all the time. You know, 
it's crazy. Like, it's absolutely crazy. This team's just beat up, beat up, beat up all the time. At least them, you throw that guy in the mix, it makes a lot of sense, but I don't think that's going to happen either. But why would he want to go to – if he won't go to Buffalo, who have a better yeah. quarterback situation, why would he want to go to Washington? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen either. I, I think uh, I think Seattle really does – I've heard no rumors about Seattle, so it's probably not happening. But I think they make some sense. They need weapons for Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll has dealt with players like this before and seems to thrive in doing it. You know, so I think it, it would make some sense. There. I know people are going to point out, well, they were a running team last year. That's because they had no receivers to throw to. Now, they lost that game to Dallas in the playoffs because they took too long to throw the ball. Once they put that ball in Russell Wilson's hands, they lost, all of a sudden they moved. They lost that game to Dallas because of Schottenheimer's play calling. Right, it was but, it was abysmal. But the play it call was, was designed to run the ball. Run, you know, run, every run, time run. they threw, yeah, I know that. Well, that was, that's their mo, right? And and even when uh, Warren when Warren Moon came on the show, he's talking to Gabe. He's like, "Oh yeah, Seattle, they're going to run the ball." Yeah. Well, every time they uh, every time they threw the ball against Dallas, it was a big play. And then Sean Heimer's like, "Yeah, predictable. First down, run. Second down, run. Thanks." Like it, it was so so stupid. It was unbelievable. They could have won that game, but you know that's you, you got to put bad the play calling more than anything. But I, I don't mm-hmm. think it was – that was what – I think that's what Pete Carroll wanted. Run, 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 protect the defense, that sort of thing there. And that's, that's what they had done all season. But that's what I mean. They need a, a big-time wide receiver would help Russell Wilson immensely and take some of the pressure off his shoulders. Like I said, I've heard nothing about this. I think it makes sense. But, hey, for all we know, Seattle's like, no. <laughs> even that – even he's too much for us. You know, we, we don't want to deal with this crap. Either. We just got rid of all the other guys who are causing problems, and we don't want any more. We'll go back to a normal football team. But you're right. When you keep looking through all the teams – who? Who? Yeah, the Raiders, and I just wonder what he would do. To, you know, Carr is already shaky. Up, down, up, down, up, down. He is the franchise. He's not the franchise quarterback. Boy, I mean, things don't go well there. Carr's overthrowing and missing when, he's, when, he, when he thinks he's open. That could be a fun situation. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. Like, be careful. Like, you could be careful what you wish for. You could have gone to Buffalo, and at least they're the, you know a team on the rise with a good defense. And you know, you look at the other teams that are kind of there. I'm like, eh, I think the situation's worse there. I think the Vikings would have been interesting, but you already got Thielen and Diggs. Man, with him, it's just like that'd be crazy. Kirk Cousins is kind of a veteran guy, but now that's that doesn't make any sense either. Like, you, I, we've narrowed it down, George. Yeah, it, it seems like to me like Seattle, Oakland. And a couple of those other teams, but uh, they're they're obviously not doing anything. They, they said this thing was going to be over on Friday. Too. It's uh, Saturday at eleven thirty Eastern time. You know what I mean? Like we wanted to wrap this thing up. It's not being wrapped up. He gets that bonus. What in basically a few days on the thirteenth? Yes, two point five. First, uh, f- first day of the league, New Year's the thirteenth. So that's when all that's when all these that's trades right. you've heard about. That's when they'll go through, assuming they get all the physicals mm-hmm. done. All official and, uh, crap like Correct. that. But they can't technically they can't do anything until the thirteenth. Obviously they're blowing right by that. All right, so uh the other news. There there are there is other news other than Antonio Brown, believe it or not. Uh it's Le'Veon Bell's been kinda of quiet. Right? We haven't heard much about him. About where he might end up. Some people think Brown and Bella both going uh I won't I almost said Vegas. Uh Brown and Bella both going to the Raiders. What would you think about this if they both end up there? I mean are they all of a sudden a playoff contender next year? I don't think so. Not in that. Not in that division. Still, uh, Kansas City is still the cream of the crop. They're going to make a deal with Hill. Uh, they're going to be. They're going to be fine. I still think with with Philip Rivers, the Chargers, and and that team and that defense are still there. No, even with those two players, no, I don't. Th- I don't think the Raiders will, will be there, George. Um, 
It's interesting because Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell didn't didn't they when all this stuff was going on? They're the they're the guys that actually dealt with each other, right? Like Brown stuck up for him. So I don't think these guys have a, the, these guys have no problems with each other. It's just Big Ben, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are I, I think are they're boys. I think they're they're pretty well fine with each other. Um, I don't know. I still think the Raiders have a lot of holes. They're they're weak in all areas. Very slow on defense. Uh, sure, their offense will be a little bit better. And it's interesting to me. Uh, the Jets were talking about Le'Veon Bell, and then uh, they were talking about Tevin Coleman, and then Coleman's now. You know, we could talk about. We'll talk about this a little bit later too. The Eagles are, are interested there. I know they have a cap issue, but they can work some. They could do some creative math and try to figure something out. It was like I remember basically we were looking at the story saying the Jets they're going to land one of guy. They're either Le'Veon Bell or Tevin Coleman. Well. They might get neither, you know. So, who knows how this is all going to play out? But I'm telling you, with Oakland, if you if you put Bell there, and you put Antonio Brown there, they are still the Raiders, and they're still to me, you know, a six seven win team. I don't think they make the playoffs. I would agree. I would agree with you that uh, they're, they're probably not a, uh, a playoff team here. Uh, just so everybody knows, Gabriel Marenzi will uh, will be on with us. Next segment, discussing a little about little hoops. Yeah, little it's hoops great. That's going on today for the uh, yeah. We got hoops, George. It's uh, tip offs at noon. March Madness. It's, it's it's begun in February. Like last night, these games. I was watching Southern Illinois, the Salukis. You know, they had a lead, and then boom, Northern Iowa hits a shot late. The same thing. It's a uh, March Madness, and we know about all this stuff, but. Uh, you know, Gabe and I will talk about it. This, these conference tournaments are a lot of fun. Like they're they're actually better than it's kind of. He brought up a good point. He said they're the the, the the tournaments more like the bowl games where this is like the meat. You know what I mean? Like really exciting, like games down the stretch. This is great. And some teams have to run the table. They need three straight wins to get into the tournament. It's beautiful too because if you're a horrible team, say you're like 10, 11 win team, and go, oh man, we sucked all year. You get on a heater for three games, you go to the NCAA tournament. So it's a lot of fun. One of my favorite times of the year even before the tournament is the conference tournaments. And uh, today, George, is one of the busiest days. Yeah, like there's a million games kicking off at noon. We'll break them all down. Yeah, as you said, uh, it's true in all sports. You get hot at the right time. You don't need to be the best team all season. You need to be the best team at the right time. You get hot at the right time. Uh, it, it could take you a long way here. So we'll have Gabe on uh, next day. We'll talk a little uh, little hoops for us for the uh, noon tip-offs and other tips off, tip-offs later on today as well. Cam, did you see uh, – did you see David Irving's uh, Dallas Cowboys or ex-Dallas Cowboys defensive lineman's yeah. his, uh, what do you want to call it, retirement social media event the other day? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did, actually. I did. I did. That, uh, it's kind of like I what we t- talked about before, though, with the with the opiates. And um, remember we did a story, I think, last week with uh, the Players Association and, and the NHL talking about experimenting with some old guys with concussions, 100 guys are going to do a test on um, CBD and cannabis in comparison to pills type of thing like that. And Irving went on a big rant about that. He's talking about the legalization of marijuana in comparison to pills. And, yeah, he went uh, – he was pretty outspoken about it. And, uh, he, but he, he, did it opinions, he did it while smoking a blunt. He did it while smoking a Yes, he did it while – I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, but bold. the way I look, I look at it like Very bold. If this doesn't tell you how addictive this is, then I don't know what will. This guy literally – Threw away millions upon millions upon millions. I mean, this guy, I don't think people realize how good David Irving was. He was suspended all the time. Oh, he's very good. But he's very good. He would have gotten a big-time contract, and he just threw it all away. Threw it all away because he can't stop smoking marijuana. Now, granted, he has some DV problems uh, as well, from what I've heard. He's, uh, they're being, he's being investigated for that as well. But uh, still, essentially, he threw all that money away because he can't stop. He just can't stop. 
And that's why people who tell me, uh, you know, want to convince me this is, oh, it should be, it's just, to me, it's a joke. Uh, it, it's a problem. It's obviously, it's addictive. It causes problems. Uh, but I, I just couldn't, I, I laughed. When I saw, I'm like, wow, if, if, I guess if you're going to go out, you might as well burn down all your bridges uh, in, the, in the process. Because there's very little chance you're uh, ever going to be reinstated now. I don't care how much you try and get back no, in. No, no. It's hard. This is a hard topic for me, George, because I know, like, in, in a lot of in a lot of different ways, I'm thinking, okay, well, these guys play a very, very violent sport. We 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 watch this sport. We love it. But how? What do we What do we do to curtail pain? If they get on these pills that the league subscribes, they get addicted to them, and it gets worse. Smoking weed, yeah, like you know, it's it's, it's addictive for some people. They get, uh, you know what I mean? They're out of the league because they can't stop. Like. I don't know. I like. I, I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how to figure it out. All I know is there's a lot of problems within the pain management area that we have to figure out because these guys need something to medicate. It is a very, very tough game. They're getting hit all the time. You talked about it. It's like you know, getting into 15, 20 uh, car wrecks. It's hard, man. And I, I, I don't really have the answers because we've we've never done the studies. I can tell you one thing though: the players who have retired talked about you know the CBD, not like you know the. I'm talking about the elements, the, the things that make you not high, but make you feel better in pot in comparison to pills. That's what we're going to do. Like, I don't know. The league's going to have to do some, like, some serious studies. Like, I know they come out concussions down 25% this year, but this is an ongoing issue. I think that's going to get worse moving into the future. I'm okay with medicinal now. If it's uh, no, prescribed for a doctor, yeah, that's that, what I'm saying. I, I have that's, no issue at yeah. all. The problem yeah. is this. It will be abused and abused badly. Look at Adderall in baseball. I think the uh, I forget the exact yeah. numbers, but to make a comparison, in uh, the overall population, Adderall is used by like six percent of people. Also, in baseball players, it's like four times higher. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, they're abusing it. The same thing will happen with marijuana. People will be doing it, and they have no need for it. It's, it's the same issue there, and they're doing it before they're playing football. I mean, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with football. It's pain management. Doctor says yes, this will help. I have no issue with that. No issue at all. I don't care. Well, what what if a doctor says, hey, you need this? I'm good. But it's uh, the fact that it'll be abused badly. It's just that's the nature nature of it. It certainly will, and that that would be my problem with it, as far as that's concerned. But anyway, I've just I said I'm just laughing at David Irving, man. If, if you're going to go down, let's burn the bridges and everything else. <laughs> down with it. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's take out his. He said, "Well, you know, in my mind, it's, uh, it's not a drug." Oh, okay. Well, in my mind, you know, beating somebody up and stabbing someone's not murder. Still, society says it is, so I don't know how that helps you any. But it was just, uh, I just found it hilarious uh, in everything he said there. So I said, good for him, bad for Dallas, as it would have been nice to have him back. Uh, and DeMarcus Lawrence, they, they uh, can't get a contract done with him. Dallas going to have some issues. We knew this going in, trying to sign all these players. But uh, they won't have to worry about That's David That's the thing, George. It's tough, man. Like you look at the Dallas Cowboys and so much, so much talent on that team, and there's so many question marks. You got Irving, you got Lawrence, you got all these problems. What's going to happen with Dak? Like this team has major, major decisions to make right now, too. And you know, like it's 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 crazy. Like you got you got you got a good defense. The game against the Saints look team looked fantastic. But what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Like that's the thing. I, I look at Dallas and go, wow, man. There's a lot of question marks there. They better be uh, real creative in their meetings and try to figure things out because they have a lot. Of numbers to crunch and just have crazy decisions. Who do we bring back? Who do we who do we let go? But the the, the decision shouldn't be that hard. Lawrence, you have to sign him unless he's asking for a crazy amount. Of you money. do. I mean, you have to yeah, sign the guy. He's one of the best pass rushers in the game. Uh, you knew this the past couple of years by not re-signing him and letting him go this far. You have no choice here. The problem you want to talk about Dak Prescott. That's a completely separate issue. As I don't believe he's a franchise quarterback, and I don't think he should get anywhere near the money he's probably going to get. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with the football talk for a little bit. We're going to have Gabe Morenci join us, and we're going to talk a little basketball next. A little basketball, Gabe, discussing the uh, noon tip-offs and tip-offs going on later on today. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz, Weekend Fantasy Update. We're back with Gabe right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Weekend Fantasy Update. Hey, Georgie, what's happening, buddy? Gabe's got a nickname for you, too. Ask him about it. Oh, I know what the nickname is. I saw it. You guys are making fun all yesterday, and I'm uh, I'm refereeing hockey games. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, Colonel Kurtz. It's a great nickname, though. I love Colonel it's, Kurtz. It sounds great. And he comes, it's from Joe uh, Fischalina and Colonel Kurtz. It's Hogan's Heroes, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think it is actually. It I think it's Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, I never saw the show. I never seen one episode of it, but I believe that's where Colonel Kurtz uh, originates from. <laughs> I think so. I, 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 anyway, it just sounds good. I don't know if it's exactly Colonel Kurtz, but it's uh, it's it's a smooth handle and a good nickname. What's happening there, Marenzi? Uh, how are you doing, buddy? Ready to rock. Hey, ready to rock. Countdown is on. We got an early uh, early game from Madison Square Garden uh, this morning. Uh, with the Knicks and the Kings, I'm sure uh, the scalpers are just tearing it up outside of MSG uh, right now. <laughs> but yeah, I put in your play the inputter. Uh, you like you like the under there in the first quarter. You're going first quarter and uh, kind of a different game, taking the the first quarter approach rather than the game. What's the reasoning there? You just like them uh, to have a little slow start, uh, clanking early, and then maybe it'll pick up in the second half. Well, the total's pretty high uh, in the game itself. Um, you're going to need a clean ride to get there. So you get a 58 uh, in the first quarter. And, yeah, it's a 12 o'clock noon start. That's something that NBA teams are really used to. Guys haven't played at 12 o'clock since they were in college uh, for the most part. It's not, it's not a routine uh, that players are used to. Not to mention, we talk about this during the National Football League season all the time, West Coast teams kicking off at 1 o'clock Eastern usually don't fare very well. Yeah. Now we have an NBA team tipping off at noon Eastern from the West Coast in the Sacramento Kings. Not to mention, this is actually their first game on the trip as well. So it's not like they're acclimated to, to the East Coast and, you know, yeah, we've been on the road for a week. It doesn't really matter what time it is anymore. This is the first game of the trip coming into, you know, to, to New York uh, from, from Sacramento playing at noon early start i expect a couple of early early bricks and a little bit of a slower lethargic start in this game um i could be wrong i don't like betting unders generally but hell man 59 points is a lot of points so you know 59 points a lot of points to beat me uh, in the first quarter of play we'll get that going and uh then we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump into the uh, the alliance football league at two o'clock when i'm done with you guys 
I'm going to head over to the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook and uh, play, uh, play a bunch of tickets. That's nice, Moran. See, I know last night uh, we were both on uh, the Salukis, and I was actually, it's kind of funny, I was on uh, one of our Sportsbooks app watching it, and they took the lead, and I was all excited, and they actually made a mistake. They had the final scores that went to zero, and then I went down and go, wow, there's uh, actually time left in this game. Northern Iowa hit hit the shot, and then after that, uh, they bricked uh, they bricked their shot, and that, that was that. I thought I was actually going to win the bet on an amazing comeback. We lost, but what can we say? It was good early, bad late, but lots of noon games today. Butler and Providence is at uh, minus two for Providence. Total 135 and a half. Some great games. Florida State, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, Pitt, Villanova, Seton Hall in your backyard. Uh, Seton Hall getting three and a half in this game. I went on Auburn. Probably kind of a different contrarian play against Tennessee. Thinking if the Tigers get the win, they have a double bye um, going in, Marenzi. It's something that I'm looking at getting rest for the team. And I know Tennessee's a better team, but we look for spots here. What's caught your eye uh, in the early uh, college card? It's a great, great beautiful uh, full card today not much to be honest I don't like um, I, I generally am passing for the most part on all those games like that Tennessee's and Auburn's and Marquette's and this and that all these teams that are going to the tournament anyways you know and they're you know they're, they're playing their conference tournaments in three four days you're going to hear about all day about what a massive game this is with North Carolina and Duke yeah, just like it'll be a massive game, what, next Saturday when they play freaking again? You know, like we're, you know, I get it. Listen, the Michigan, the Michigan-Michigan State game tonight, you know, this is, that's for the Big Ten title. So that, that's a real throwdown. Uh, but as far as these earlier games, I don't love them. I've had success over the last couple of days. As you guys, as you know, Cam, we've been playing, we've been playing the conference tournaments uh, for the most part. And we're going to go back to the well. You know, we saw it last night. You talked about it with Northern, with Northern Iowa, and we shouldn't have messed with them because um, they just have that pedigree at this time of the year. And another team they that do. has played well at this time of the year late, LIU Brooklyn for Colonel Kurtz, Long Island, baby. Uh, LIU Brooklyn <laughs> got it done for us the other night against, uh, against Sacred Heart. We were getting a plus four and a half. They won the game outright. Very similar situation. They're playing St. Francis, uh, SFPA. Um, they're playing St. Francis. They're getting four, four and a half again. Uh, once again, St. Francis is the better team in conference, yet Long Island playing some good basketball down the stretch. Uh, they've won four games in a row outright. Getting four and a half points in what we've talked about it, guys. If you're LIU Brooklyn, man, you didn't have a good year this year. You know what? You're two games away from the tournament right now. Like, it's getting real. You know, like this uh, for these kids, it gets real now. And it's like, guys, we win this game, man. You know, we're we're in a championship game to go to the tournament. So, I, I in these games, you know, teams aren't going to go down without a fight. And especially in these lower tier conferences, the margin of victory isn't large. So, give me, uh, we're going to go local here. Give me LIU Brooklyn uh, once again. They got it done for us uh, the other night. And speaking of Brooklyn, I like the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Um, I, you know, I was thinking a lot about this game. They're playing against Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. We know Atlanta have been a very scrappy team, man. They're 7-3 against the spread in their last 10 games, 4-6 and six, uh, outright. So they've been winning some games. They play loose. They just bomb away. They're a fun team, but it doesn't mean they're going to win every game they play. And Brooklyn, Brooklyn's had a couple of nights off since the Cleveland game the other night. Um, they're coming together once again. You know, we talked about a Cam on the show earlier in the week. It's difficult. George, you know this. It's like chemistry. It's hard to just throw a guy on the court 
even if he's a great player. And, you know, like Spencer Dinwiddie's their best player, in my opinion. You know, he's, he's sort of the engine of the team. But when he came back, you know, it took a couple of games for him to get into a rhythm. Karis LeVert coming back sort of took D'Angelo Russell and, and Damari Carroll uh, out of their uh, routine as well. And uh, it took Atkinson a couple of games to sort of retool and uh, get the rotation back. They're starting to get back here right now. This is a big, big game for them. And one thing Brooklyn has done really well this year is beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And this is how they've survived. They don't do great against good, great teams, but they, they beat the inferior teams. Should be a higher-scoring game tonight, but Brooklyn's laying two points. I think, it's a, I think we can get this thing done tonight uh, with Brooklyn, not to mention Boston tonight as well against the Lakers. Lakers in a free fall. I think the Celtics uh, beat them down. I don't like laying six on the road, but I think, uh, I think they get it done. In college, um, North Carolina. You know, I don't like messing with Duke as an underdog, but North Carolina's probably, you know, playing the best basketball in the country right now. No one's really talking about it. They hate Duke. It's not like they're going to let up on them. And, you know, Duke Duke without Zion Williamson, suddenly it's the R.J. Barrett show, and we saw they had their hands full against Wake Forest. I don't think they're going to be able to hang with the Tar Heels tonight. And I also think the total is a little, little high at uh, 164. Uh, it's just, man, you need a real clean ride to get there. And in a Michigan game, I love the over of this game. It's 135 and a half now. It was like a buck 33 last night. Up to 135 and a half now. You know, six of the last seven times these two teams have played, it's gone over the number. They just played two weeks ago. They got to 147. Uh, you know, now we just need to get to 136. And I think we will. The Big Ten uh, title is on the line tonight in East Lansing. Uh, at least a share because Purdue can also uh, co co own this thing, but uh, that place going to be rocking tonight. Michigan State averaged like eighty four points a game. Um, Michigan do a better job of slowing games down at home and controlling their their tempo. Michigan State's going to yeah. push the ball a little bit more. That's going to be one of my bigger college bets uh, of the day today. Actually, Michigan and Michigan State to go over uh, the number and my big bets actually because I'm a psychopath. I'm going to play uh, the Alliance League. I'm heading over to the book to get some Alliance action in. And it doesn't matter, guys, and you too, George, Colonel Kurtz, and uh, the Raging Redhead, whether you're tuning in right now, where you're tuning in from, you're like, oh, I, don't, I haven't really watched the Alliance that much. Listen, it's 12-4 and four to the under on the season. they played 16 games, and 12 of them have gone under. And, yeah, they've adjusted the totals. They've dropped them quite a bit. We're dealing with 35-and-a-half, 34s, 36s. There's a 40 on the board for one game. But we can still get there. You know, they're trying to scare people off because they're getting beat every week with these totals. And when they put a low number up, I'm going to bet the under. You know, that's, you know, they're, you know this, Cam. They're trying to, it's basically beware of dog sign. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to bet the under? Oh, it's 34. It's like, fine, give me the under. You know, I'm going to keep calling their bluff until, until, you know, maybe maybe out of the four games, two of them go over this week. If you blindly played all four. I doubt it. Kick, you're getting down. Oh, yeah, a little bit of chunk there. Then you're settling for a field goal game. We'll go over the lines. 
uh, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be interesting here. Birmingham uh, and Orlando is the first game. You're heading over to the book. That's a 2 p.m. Eastern start. Orlando laying four on the road, total 34. Orlando on the money line, a buck minus a buck 80. Birmingham plus 160. Any uh, thoughts about that game? I was actually, I was looking at Salt Lake in the other game, but we'll go for the early game at 2 o'clock. That's going to be the first game when you head over to the book. Any thoughts on uh, Orlando and Birmingham side total or money line? Yeah, Orlando's clearly the best team in the league, guys. Four and zero on the season with Steve Spurrier, Garrett Gilbert a quarterback. Um, every every play is like a trick play. Like Spurrier's emptying his his playbook. You know, they're running reverses, flea flickers, uh, gadgets, and really brilliant stuff that's just way over everyone's head uh, in this league. They're schooling people. They won in a snowstorm outright last week easily in Salt Lake. Um, they're going to beat Birmingham. Birmingham's not a very good team. Birmingham is a fake three and one team. They played a horrible schedule of teams. Um, inclement weather, guys. So this should help the total as well. It's rainy and uh, very, uh, you know, supposed to be pouring rain. Well, look, there was a, there was a unfortunately there was a tornado there earlier in the week. So it's bad, bad weather in Alabama, and it continues. There's a severe weather warning in effect. They actually canceled like a soccer game. They've canceled a lot of sporting events, but the Alliance game goes on. So. I hope no one gets hurt, but I hope the weather is as bad as possible because I'm going to bet the Orlando and the under. As you mentioned, tonight, listen, uh, San Diego's got their, their third-string quarterback back in here. They're going to run the ball a lot tonight. They're pretty good at running the ball, though. Uh, but without being stated, it should be a battle. It should be a close game when getting points. You've got to go for two when you score touchdowns here, and teams don't often get the two. So you're dealing in increments of six. It's almost like watching rugby. And it's hard for the totals to accumulate at six times six times six, right? You know, six times six, man, totals 35 and a half. You need six touchdowns. There ain't six touchdowns in these games. Like, there, there, there just isn't. So give me Salt Lake plus the points tonight and the under. The one game I have a concern that could bleed over the number would be tomorrow with Memphis and Atlanta. Atlanta have been marching up and down the field. They have problems in the red zone, but starting to come together for them. They're on their third coach of the year. They've settled down a little bit. Zampezi's taken over. Um, uh, Zampezi. So, um, uh, and they, they installed Aaron Murray, a quarterback, a kid out of Georgia instead of Matt Sims. And uh, the I offense like has really started to click a little bit. Atlanta hasn't won at home yet, Cam. They're going to win tomorrow against Memphis. Zach Mettenberg is not winning two football games in a row. I like where you're going with that one, and I've always been a Murray fan in college. I think he's actually very good, and uh, it's a better decision to put him we in. Gave us at home the yet. first. Yeah. So now he's back home in Atlanta. There's going to be some Georgia Bulldog support. They like football in the South. They're getting decent crowds there. They're playing better. You got Bernard Robinson's on that team as well. Shoelace. Um, nice. So yeah, yeah, they they should win this game. Memphis aren't very good. They, Mecklenburg is okay, but Memphis still have some issues. And then tomorrow night, Arizona, guys, Arizona were like 14-point favorites every freaking game. Now suddenly they're like two and a half because they're two and two because they lost to Atlanta last week. You know, we, we bought the stock when it was too high before, but now we're getting value with Arizona on their home field at minus two and a half. So give me the hot shots tomorrow night as well. It's interesting, Marenzi. I'm looking at the board for today's game. First half lines. I'm not sure if you're going to throw it down with the first half, but we got Orlando and a Birmingham first half line. Orlando is laying two and a half on the road. Low, low there. Over under for the game, it's 34. 15 and a half. 15 and a half is your first uh, half uh, total. Ugh. And Orlando is minus 165. Yeah, really I'm just looking people at my own. now, and it's working. Yeah, they I'm sure not are. 15 and a half. <laughs> 
I'm just looking at going, Last wow, week, what's going on? Last week, the guy tweeted me a picture. <laughs> he played all four games under and first half under. And he went like 7-1. and one. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Like the yeah. second half over sometimes get there because they readjust for the second half. But, man, yeah, they really are trying to scare people off from doing the old banger for, uh, with the uh, the first half and then the game under. Yeah, no, you're – you said in the other game, it's uh, uh, San Diego. So this is the first half for the for the eight o'clock game. San Diego Fleet minus three sixteen and a half uh, money line. San Diego one eighty five one fifty five for the first half. So we're talking a fifteen and a half and a sixteen and a half total, Gabe, for the first half of both games today. That's crazy. That's no, cool. you can't do that. Wow. You know, I'd rather just bite the bullet and hope that it could stay under the thirty five and a half.